Hey, dude. Man, what's going on? I'm going to get into my escapades because I got to go to Europe. We're going to talk oh, about yeah. that. Definitely. Definitely. First, first time outside the U.S. Um, really? Yeah, but before we get into that, we have a guest on today. Yes, we do. I would like in the eternal ghost that is constantly haunting my DMs. Hades, how are you, sir? Bit of a mischaracterization there. Hold on, who's haunting who? I may be ghosting you, but not haunting you. For the record, you are haunting me. Because if you were ghosting me, you wouldn't be responding to my DMs. I was ghosting. Hold on, I may be haunting your thoughts, but that's on you, buddy. He's got you there. Sure, sure. I'm telling you, this whole year, I've been too busy to haunt anybody. I, I've been haunted by my own responsibilities, duties, tasks, you, you name it. Just if I had shoulders, it would be breaking right now. So how does a ghost like you earn ends meet? Um, so thanks to the modern, yeah, you can still call it modern, modern development of remote work, I don't have to physically be there anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. It's just, are you qualified? Yes. Do you know how to work the butt end of the computer from the front? Yes, I do. Congratulations, sir, or ma'am, you're hired. And um, it took me a while. I think a lot of people uh, get discouraged very early on because they think, oh, I haven't found something in two weeks, three weeks, and there's this pressure. It took me a few months to get to the right job, but I'm there. And now, literally a few hours ago, I had to bounce my books and like, Wow, I'm getting paid for two jobs because the last one, I played my employer a little bit. I think I can speak on that. Well, when be, they said they're terminating the contract, yeah, no, no, it's 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 a mutual agreement kind of play. Mm -hmm. I didn't right. use any of my sick days because, well, I'm dead, right? Why would so, you ever okay, use a sick day? Exactly, right? So, like, I'm like my condition cannot get any worse. So I had three weeks of PTO. Mm -hmm. Paint time off. Um, mm -hmm. And they said, oh, we're terminating our contract uh, by the end of uh, December. So I'm like, yeah, about those sick days and uh, PTO that I tried to bring up for the past two months and you guys didn't tell me when I could take them off. Yeah, I'm going to take them at the end of the year. And they said, yep, yeah, sure, no problem. During that time, got another job, getting a double paycheck on January. Mm. Ah, there you I go. see now. Okay. That's and go. again, Make it was it. a mutual agreement. Nobody, mm -hmm. no bygones, no bylaws. Well, they had to pay uh, that again. out to you either way, so it doesn't matter. It was either yeah, going to be exactly. a lump sum, or they were going to pay it out by letting you take the days. Yeah. So just yeah, rather no, it's just a lump sum for December. I'm They'd getting paid for all of December, <laughs> even though I uh, worked for half of it, right? For from there. there. And yeah, now it's just a case of okay, let's recuperate some of the savings we lost over you know New Year's celebrations. I'm not going to get into it, but you know. Getting some spirits in the spirit, you know. Oh, talking hey. about New Year's celebrations. You actually missed me because I was on your side of the world for New Year's. Oh, do and see, if I really was haunting your DMs, I would have known that. Right. That's a good point. Sure, 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 sure. Like you weren't tracking every movement I was doing the entire time. Literally impossible for me to do with the amount of, like, I have to be my own manager, be my, it just getting anxiety just talking about it i i wish i had the time to be the stalker you think i am what was that what was that what was that quote from um it was from some movie it was i wish you were the monster you think i am i think mm -hmm. it was from a game of thrones even though i didn't watch the show but so many people talk about it that you know you just right. absorb it through osmosis i guess so i had never been outside of the united states before and a buddy of mine from sweden had been like yo what are you doing over new year's and i'm like nothing nothing at all and he's like do you want to come visit me and i'm like yeah so i was like okay get online how much are your tickets oh i can afford this book them and it was like oh okay so it's like i got to go to sweden for five days and let me tell you, I picked the most perfect time ever to go to Europe in the winter because y'all literally decided to warm up by like 20 degrees, 20, 30 degrees Fahrenheit from like the week beforehand. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was blue skies. The weather was absolutely is there, perfect. Is there snow? The snow had melted. Lucky you. Uh-huh. It was, 
literally blue skies. The water was absolutely gorgeous. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna post some pictures in the gen chat now just to show y'all um okay. how absolutely so, gorgeous. Blue skies, gorgeous weather, gorgeous women. Yeah. I won't Did get, you get into... to see the northern lights because I'm just imagining. Oh, no, head, no, like, no. We were way too far south. The would be fireworks oh, yeah. with the northern lights. I mean, no. you can't get better Ooh, than that. Come on. No, no, no. Like, Stockholm is that, that way too far south. That wasn't on my list. Stockholm is way too far south. But I think it is now. Thank you, Hades. Mm. So, the problem with just the northern lights number. is they're a lot further north than people realize. Hmm. Um, Stockholm is too far south. They're on the circle. Yeah, you got to go up to the Arctic Circle um, in order to see it at all. I've actually been to Stockholm. Did you try the... Uh, one thing I remember from Stockholm, and you're mm -hmm. lucky, because when I stopped by Stockholm, that was like maybe four years ago, this blasted wind. It's bad <laughs> enough that I float, but... that See, he knows what I'm talking about. He's been there. You can imagine. like It was just like... Uh, I don't know what negative 5C is in Freedom Units. It, it's I'm like it's just slightly 20, below it's freezing. around 20 yeah it's like just slightly below when the water freezes right yep i'm thinking oh yeah, yeah i've been to places that are colder than that no problem no worries right here's the thing it's a multiplier when there's a wind that goes fast enough to wind blow chill. a human away let alone you know a little spite like myself right so yeah. i was just thinking how in the my home world is the is it that damn cold in there and it was just humidity because, again, it's a coastal. Uh, yeah, coastal. There's literally coastal. rivers going through the entire city. Like, yeah, I'm just wondering if I you was can staying call it on coastal, an if it's like an archipelago, technically speaking. It, it, it's it's island. essentially an archipelago because I was staying on an island, and all the pictures I sent were of Old Town, which is an island, hmm. next to another island, which is downtown. Like so you. For those that are listening that don't know what it is, what is an archipelago? It's a, just a grouping of islands. It's if you basically blew up Florida and it's like all split into little chunks that you need to. Oh, like Hawaii. Across. Yeah, kind of exactly. Archipelagos typically are considered a lot of islands. So Indonesia, uh, Papua New Guinea. Actually, easy way to look at it: look at Canada, northern side. You see oh. all the islands there. Like Canada has so yeah. many. Canada, Canada looks like Michigan's big brother. Not inaccurate. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with you there. But it was the weather was great. Um, believe it or not, we didn't try a lot of native food. It was it was weird. Like the most native Wait. food I tried was a variant of pizza. So have fish on you it. went to Sweden. Yes. Hosted by a Swede. I was the only American. Do you have Swedish meatballs? No, because they had that the night before I got there. <laughs> Stop by Ikea. It's like, that's like saying you went to Philadelphia but didn't have a Philly cheesesteak. Again, guilty. Did you really go I know. to Sweden? <laughs> Again, guilty. Because I actually went to Philadelphia and did not get a Philly cheesesteak. I got brisket and tacos. I swear. I, I think I'm just going to start planning your trips. <laughs> It's you, you need a checklist, man, because like that's uh, yeah. When is the next time you're gonna have like that warm of a winter, you know? Well, I, I might Actually, be back you know, in Europe in the summer, and if I'm back there, I'll, I'll go to Sweden again because the guy who I went to see can literally host me for like 10 bucks a night. I'm sorry to tell you, Airbnb? the winter being milder as in warmer is great, but I don't think mm -hmm. we're gonna have. The opposite, which is like nice, cool summers. I don't no, 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 not technically. I'm literally on one right now. Well, yes, but do we really consider that to be part of Texas at times? Yes, they do. They very much do. This is an area. Oh, my soul. This not, island is so great. Not in so case great. of natural disaster. In this, case this, of natural disaster, that island's on its own. 
This island, yes, yeah, is the people who went through Harvey when we just sat there and laughed at you. I'm sorry to say, in case of any natural disaster, Texas is on its own. I heard what you guys have done for the power grid. Oh, the power grid's fine. It it's yeah. fine. It's 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 a meme at this point. Look, the power grid and during that freeze, that's like I think that's the worst quote unquote natural disaster that I've seen in Texas, and I've been here for 35 years. So that's the problem is it was a cascading failure because like places that had never recorded the ground freezing had the ground freeze. Hmm. So it, it's one of those things like it, it's an unexpected weather pattern to happen. Therefore, they're not hmm. equipped to manage it, to deal with right. it. Right. Well, not only that, in cases of like hurricanes, whenever you have a hurricane that would knock out power in one distinct area you still had surrounding areas that still had power to draw from yep when the entire state goes down at one time there's nowhere to draw from yep that's what we experienced well it was also the fact that where i'm at was the last place in the state to be above freezing and right right i'm not anywhere close to the most southern part of the state i'm about halfway through yeah and we were literally the last place to be above freezing so I'm trying to figure this out. So, because I don't know what the weather is down there, uh, like down there, right now. So you guys never had like a well down there. I mean, you know, like not in Texas, but you guys never had like freezing you know, or usually didn't have like freezing temperatures in the, in the Houston winter. area. It is extremely rare for it to stay at freezing conditions long enough for the ground to freeze. Right. We so, will have the occasional time when it will be cold enough to freeze or even to snow yes for example this year at christmas christmas day the weather in houston was 26 degrees right uh, it was like minus not a minus drop. four uh, celsius yeah. but not a drop of precipitation yep so no snow it was just cold yep so that's, right now that's generally how huge how texas is if it gets cold enough to freeze odds are it's not snowing it's not raining enough to freeze down south in texas yeah, uh, north in Texas, Lubbock, Dallas area, they get snow a lot more frequently than we do down lower. That's a little disingenuous. You say a lot more frequently means they actually get it. Right. Like I think in Houston particularly, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's only snowed four times in my lifetime. And Houston. three of them happened to be when I was here, which was the last six right. years. Right. Because the island's gotten three times it snowed here. And by snow, we're talking an inch, maybe two. Except for the deep freeze. Except for that deep freeze. That deep freeze was a good six inches. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, the but, beach was covered in snow. Like, I've right. got pictures on my old phone. Yeah. So, take, take a city take a city that, with one inch of snow, is rare, and then drop six inches on them. They're not, we were not prepared It's for not that. rare. That's not the right word. It's, it's never happens. Right. Because the last time they had that much snow, the photos were in black and white. Right. So modern amenities didn't even exist at that time. Yeah. But okay. So getting back to my trip in Sweden, right. um, the food choices were interesting because it was mm-hmm. mostly like standard food for the most part. Um, the only thing that was considered like traditional Swedish was the variant of pizza we had. Yeah. So you still didn't answer my question. Did it or did it not have fish on it? No fish. Why not? That's not what we got. Were they red? So fish red? No. So we got. I think he's getting it. Two types of pizzas. We had a kebab pizza. Which if you ever go to one of those kebab trucks in the bigger cities in the U.S. or the kebab places in... Um, oh, Europe. we have them everywhere in Europe. Yeah. It's, kebab is just like as common as a McDonald's. Yes. So we were forced to get kebab pizza. Okay. And then I'm going to post this in our gen chat and I'll have it on YouTube because um, you guys are going to look at me differently after I show you this. Oh, goodness. That's a pizza. So I'm going to describe it to everyone right now. It is a banana 
ham, curry, pizza. What? And it was actually really good. I've never seen, even in hell, I didn't see anything like this. Why would you put a fruit on a pizza? Oh, hang on. Pineapple's good. No. no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no, no. no I'm no. someone who would say pineapple's bad on pizza. This was good. But Yes. You're going to make me go put a banana on a pizza. No, no, no. To prove you have you to wait, do it in it, combi it combination. It's not fried it banana. Fried? No. Okay. No, it's it doesn't. Those aren't special. fried. Look at them. They're not fried. Look, it was mushy. No, they're not. It's just standard cut bananas. I, I look like they're cooked. Well, that's because they were put in the oven. So that would kind of fry them a little bit. No, it's baked. 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 So it's like a baked potato kind of texture? No, it's sweet. It's the sweetness. Well, no, no, no. Texture. Texture. Like how soft, you know, like. Yeah, it's very soft. It's I would say, yeah, the texture-wise for sure. But I'm telling yeah. you, that was better than the kebab pizza. Uh, you know what? We, we don't even have that in the, near where I'm at. But yeah. I, I wouldn't have the cajones, as somebody would say, to even try this. Anyways, that was my Sweden trip, guys. Yeah? Well, it sounds yeah, like you had a awesome. great time. It was fantastic. I, right. I I very much want to go back. I'm kind of hoping some things are in the work to where in July, maybe, I'm not sure yet, maybe I will be going to the UK. And Ooh. then from there, I would probably spend a couple weeks in Europe beyond that because I have some people I know in Germany and then going back to Sweden, and I, I definitely want to go to Switzerland, like all money dependent. If, if money's not an issue, I will definitely be doing a backpacking trip around Europe for a while. That sounds fun. Plenty of heavy metal festivals for you to enjoy there. Uh, the people October, I will be with will not be of that. Don't particularly like that, but I will oh. find something to do for sure. Nah. If, if you're going to go to Germany, shoot for October. I've heard that's the best time. <laughs> I will go when the when I can get my pain, plane tickets paid for. Got it. So, <laughs> all right, so, no rush. The air yeah. just started. All right, exactly. So, either we've heard all about your hot girl winter. Let's yep. uh, let's transition into what the rest of this year is going to look like for us. Well, like the future of this whole thing, because you and Ooh. I stopped publishing episodes because we decided that we want to make this thing not just a podcast right absolutely we decided that we wanted to take it from just being two guys on a podcast talking and you know bring a guest on we wanted to see if we could actually make this bigger than even that we wanted to take it to like a multimedia empire if you will and well, one way we decided to look We'll see about that. One way we'll see about that. I think what you're getting at here is you and I have both come up with different ideas for books that we wanted to Oh, publish. yes. You oh, came yes. up with this very interesting thing called the manual. It, quotations on the man. So yeah. The manual. Hashtag so, the opposite of Andrew Tate. Uh, yeah, While still being masculine. Just about. Just about. How you can be masculine without toxic masculinity, yes. Yeah, because I think he's very much the embodiment of toxic yeah. masculinity. Well, yeah, so so if you if you were to put it on a spectrum, he is at one end of the spectrum. Yep. The docile beta male is at the other end of the spectrum. And I think I'm kind of right where you should be in like that happy middle. Mm -hmm. Where, at one, not to get too much into the nitty gritty of the book, but at one point I talk about this idea that men are to have a sensitive side mm -hmm. and how that is always viewed a certain way. Either it's viewed as a weakness or it's viewed as like this overbearing. It's one extreme. It's either right, you should have or nothing other. or you should be overtly right. sensitive. Right. Whereas I say 
that true sensitivity is a man who understands emotions and has a control on the emotions, not the emotions controlling him. Mm -hmm. A man who has true sensitivity will have empathy, sympathy for those around them. Mm -hmm. Empathy being the ability to feel what others feel and sympathy being able to relate to that. Yep. So... I'm not saying that a sensitive man is the one that just sits there and cries all day. A a sensitive man also has the ability to be in a situation that might be sad and can express that in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. If you ever watched the Bill Burr or listened to his, uh, yes, I'm, I'm very familiar with Bill Burr and that's kind of the entire mm -hmm. time you were saying this. I just thought of this, uh, bit about, uh, spoilers for those who don't watch this stuff uh about when his uh poor dog had to be taken away right his he was mm -hmm. resenting his wife because she this was like maybe uh if i remember the bit correctly like for weeks beforehand she would just like cry herself uh cry herself out because again it's a member of the family right mm -hmm. while he was just thinking oh she's not gone yet what are you talking about right like he, he was uh just a bit resentful of the fact that she was uh having this emotional reaction while he's just sort of suppressing it and all of that when he had to hand over the leash to the new owner, just started bubbling up. He had to just run to the bathroom to just have a yeah. bit of a, I don't want to call it a breakdown, but it, well, I mean, essentially yeah. it kind of is, right? Oh yeah. Cause the problem is as men, we are taught by society, you either bottle it up and push it down or mm -hmm. you just, you just are a mess all the time. Yeah. Men Here's up. the problem. Men are, men are wired you know john being a scientist especially you can speak a lot more to this but men have certain pre-wiring emotionally we have a we have a society that thousands of years has told men they need to be the the rock they need to be strong they need to be this they need to be the protector the defender the provider now we live in a society where a lot of that has been taken off of men where you now live in a world where there are now two incomes where a mother and a father's role both play heavily into child. If I might um, give some reasoning here is basically the world has changed in terms mm -hmm. of what is required for survival. What used to be required for survival is grit. A lot of you have to be self-sufficient and reliant versus now it's like i don't even cook i don't cook i don't like cooking i just go buy food. right food is there i buy oh, it correct i don't go hunt for the is, food i don't go do all of that i don't have to right well yeah so my idea for this book comes from the mindset of i want to treat i want to teach men how to go from saying hi someone they're interested in to making this lifelong commitment with this person. Mm -hmm. The idea is if you are following these steps, they, they won't guarantee success in, in, in a relationship. But what they will do is they will teach you how to build a fundamental foundation of the positive ideologies of a relationship. It will teach you how to communicate, how to fight. Because any couple that says we don't fight, they're lying to you. Or, or let me, let me add in, or they're like how me and my ex were, where we really weren't a couple. Right. We didn't know so how to properly couple, communicate with each other. Any couple that is cohabitating the same area by nature will have conflict. Yep. Just how humans are. But how will you handle that conflict really speak volumes into the success of this couple? Mm -hmm. I draw a lot of parallels to myself and my and my spouse, my wife, and how we handle a lot of our conflicts. I'm not saying we're perfect, but I will tell you what works from growing up in a in a household where I saw an extreme on one end mm -hmm. to growing up and seeing friends who went to another extreme and who have had unsuccessful marriages. Once again, I don't claim to be the expert on everything, but this book is coming from an idea of a psychology and how men think and how you can take the way you think, the way that your partner thinks, 
and you can start to understand how that other person is wired mm-hmm. and you can avoid a lot of unnecessary conflict. And I think what it comes down to more or less is personally, I've seen if I may, you and your mm-hmm. wife figure out how to do conflict resolution much healthier as the time has gone on. Absolutely. It's, and that's the thing too, is it's an everyday process. And I talk about that, about how you will, you will reach the end of this book. You will understand that journey just started mm-hmm. at the end of this book that I've given you the tools to continue on, but you still have to continue on. Hashtag look for the sequel. Dad, you be involving your wife in a process since you're um, like, is this somewhat. like a story also or like a guide? What well, format? Would it's, this it's more of a guide. It's mm-hmm. more of a guide. I give out 20 steps and then I break those steps down and how they react. So like I said, not to get too deep into to the book because I do want people to buy it. But oh, it still very much one, needs to be written. This is not a finished oh, manuscript. It's getting there. It's getting there. Um, but I have 20 steps to take you from high, or as the put a subtitle ring of it. the book says. The subtitle of the book is literally the, the manual. How to go from hay to the big day. Is mm-hmm. this spelled so, M-E-N-U-L? M-A-N-U-A-L. It's about like manual, nice little, but I, nice little pa- uh, nice little pun a manual for men. Manual. Yeah, a manual for men. How to go from hay to your big day. So chapter one is all about hay, feeding mm-hmm. her, and I kind of emphasize a couple of rules. Number one, hide your scent, and what I mean by that is this: the idea that just like with hunting, and any kind of thing like that, as any good hunter will tell you, your scent is very important. When it comes to hunting, because a hunter who doesn't do their best to stay downwind and doesn't their best to cover scent will spook their prey. I'm not calling women prey, but it's a similar concept. Mm -hmm. If you come up to a woman, you approach a woman, you approach her with this, you know, spare, this inspiration, she's going to sense that. It's going to turn her away. Yep. Vice I'm wondering, person. if I may, to, because mm-hmm. a lot because a lot of people have this because uh, I do a little bit of a debating back going back and forth, right? A lot of people mm-hmm. will have like a different life experience or death experience, you can call it, than me, uh, and uh, than other people, right? So some people would, uh, fundamentally, I would hear those people having the disagreement whether like oh uh, whether it's gun rights or whatever, right? One person mm-hmm. will have like actually I can use the gun rights as an example, right? One person will say like, "Oh, there's no reason to have guns." Like you know, you have the police force, blah 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 blah. They will be in an urban area, right, where the police response time is like I don't know, like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, right? And a person in a out in a boonies, as you would say, like out in a mm-hmm. you know countryside, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh no, we need no, we don't want, well, we need a gun need because it. like because by the time a sheriff shows up, it's gonna be we're, like, we're not gonna get into. That too yeah, we're not getting. Yeah, I'm just giving an example, right? right? Not getting so, so you both of them are right in their respective situations. So, uh, what I'm wondering is, like, if you run this book maybe by your friends, by your uh, Ooh, by yes. female coworkers, so, because of what may work for you may not necessarily yeah. be what works for so, somebody else in a different circumstance. Right. So the the idea of the hydra scent, for example, is you need to understand that your aura will go before you ever speak to her. They will like the way you present yourself, the way you act, like the first time you look at her, you just go, oh, hey, or you go, hey, or you go, hi, or or do you do this? I know I've personally have met guys that will go, hi, how are you? I'd love to take you out. You're really pretty. You're going to shut down on that. Yeah, it's not like you're not a millionaire. the, The point of the matter is. Men need to understand that they need to find confidence in themselves first. If you are looking for someone to make you a complete you, you will never find that. Because every person needs to understand that a relationship is transactional. Mm -hmm. You need to bring something. They need to bring something. But if you don't have, you know, confidence in your product you will never attract someone who has that same confidence in their product. And that's kind of what that first chapter is about is the, the whole mindset of my only goal in meeting this person is that meeting this person. 
I'm not asking them out. I'm not trying to bust some move. I am just approaching one human being to another and mm -hmm. establishing a connection. Oh, sure. I don't disagree with the advice you're giving so far, right? Like, it all sounds so far as like a very useful piece of advice well, you want to work on yourself before you seek a relationship. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm very cautious when mm -hmm. people give advice because of what I said earlier, right? Because like uh, right. an advice that's very good advice for one person, like pull yourself uh, push up for one person. Can this be, is general. Hey, it's okay to seek help for another. But yeah. Right. This is very so general. Ideally, you'd want to run this by studies, by multiple data points, mm -hmm. right? Because it's a guide, mm -hmm. right? It's That's why I right. asked for the format, right? If this is not just, right. hey, here's my anecdotal evidence, but rather as a more of a prescription for mm -hmm. people, right mm -hmm. you want to make sure that this is like you're giving advice that is more statistically most likely to work for people right uh right. that's something that works out for you that are also if you know that this is like situational hey this advice only works under xyz circumstances you want to point that mm -hmm. out to people so that they don't sure. misuse uh -huh. your advice either absolutely so the way that i and and i've considered that as well the way that i'm working with that is am as i'm writing i am actually running it by multiple different of different experiences, different yep. walks of life. So like I'm reviewing the my, whole book before it correct. ever sees the light of day. Correct. Well, not only that, I'm asking my, my, my father, uh -huh. my grandfather, friends that I know, people that I know, people who, like I said, have had success and who people who've had failure. Kind of saying, hey, if you could give advice to someone, what would you do? How would you handle this? And I'm mm -hmm. kind of gleaning all that knowledge and that wisdom from all these different sources and I'm compiling them together and making a cohesive unit, if you will, on basically best kind of advice from multiple different experiences, putting them together. So you're absolutely right with what you were saying with the city versus the country. It's two people with two different experiences would approach an issue dichotomously different. Diametric. So therefore, diametric. Thank you. See, I'm not the academic, can you tell? But they would approach it from two different viewpoints. So in order to make sure that I am hitting a fail, a, a catch-all, I need to have both viewpoints, and I need to address both viewpoints. I, I agree. Yeah, what will also be curious is, uh, now again, I'm giving some prescriptions. This is like how I approach yeah. writing because I'm doing a little bit of, uh, you can, I guess you can call it a bit of an autobiography, but I'm going into so much research to try to explain everything like even like why is this rock red why are the mm -hmm. clouds shaped like this except like it's honestly it's gonna take years i don't think so it's I would that even be in depth per se yeah but but what, what well that's that's the reason why I, I actually dealt with like uh experts um with like well with a rock i'll talk to a geologist with a cloud i'll talk to uh this mm -hmm. so if i'm just saying what i would do if you if you want yeah. uh, some unsolicited advice, I would actually talk to like psychologists, sociologists, uh, people well, that yeah. research it, like reading as well. reading books upon people who have read who have written about human psychology, how the brain works. I do agree, because I can't I can't just give out my own personal opinion on psychology without having some kind of a factual basis for it. Like I can't say women are programmed to want A, B, and C. Unless I've got footing from multiple sources that cite the exact same thing. I yeah, do this need is that weird thing that happens on the internet, too, is that there's a lot of people who go into, like, evil psych. So they will say, like, oh, uh, you could say, for example, oh, our uh, noses are perfect for wearing glasses, so humans evolve noses to wear glasses. And it's just, like, they'll completely misinterpret the mm. data. So it even go beyond because right. you, get, you have the individual facts. What the research usually shows you is just facts like oh humans have evolved x right they don't give us the why necessarily it's just like what the matter of the fact is and yeah. so many internet personas are so eager to just like meant to separate oh the reason why x happens is because of y and uh, all that so even i would not even sometimes trust myself to interpret the data i would just say okay so i would contact it actually a few people um one person nasa actually uh this like there was like such a crazy thing because i thought hey this guy there's no way this guy will respond to me but it turns out people in those like specialities these specific fields they love to talk they about their love they yeah love they to love, talk love to it. talk about it i know i know a paleontologist in canada i know a in uh astrophysicist in i think it was like virginia some like uh, somewhere um east south 
uh, in the United States. I know a few uh, microbiologists, they love to nerd out, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. on their respective mm -hmm. subjects. So there's... Uh, you can just almost imagine like a guy at the party is like, oh, they're talking about the French show. It's like, just once I wish somebody would ask me about, you know, what is the powerhouse of the cell or something. I, I, I'm making mm. stuff up, right? So like right. once you give them the chance, you know, they're not going to be like, um, oh, God. And I'll, yet another person asked me for my professional opinion about this. It's like, no, they love this, obviously. Because Are you kidding me? Look at all the people who go on to news agencies. They love this. Right. Yeah, and they love being interpreted correctly because what was mm -hmm. that uh, mm -hmm. meme online, right? Where you see like, oh, uh, scientists found a protein that is somewhat related into a process that one in 10 times can reduce cancer by 5%. And how is it reported in the media? Scientists have found a possible cure to cancer. It's like, oh my God, that is so far away from where we are at now. Right. Yeah, so another fear of mine that John and I have discussed that we are going to work on is I am not writing a book on how to be a player. Yeah. I'm not writing some slick, you know, slick tongue. This is not something to you. get you into the sheets. This is something to yeah. get the ring. I want to build. I, yeah. I want to build something that's going to work and it's going to last. Mm -hmm. This is not for a fly by the night. Oh, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to understand how women think. That's not what that. That's not how I'm going to approach this. I'm not going to tell you how to trick women into falling in love with you. This is how to get you into a place where you can become as high value of an individual for the market, Absolutely. quote unquote. You can be right, and then once you find someone of your interest, and you seal the deal in terms of developing a relationship, how you take it from initially starting the relationship to going on to having a long term to going on to having a this is the person i want to be with the rest of my life idea. right right because the question that i pose is this i pose this to people how do you go from hi my name is to marrying them what mm -hmm. steps are there who have a trouble answering that oh well you got to go on dates well okay well how many dates is enough dates before you before you know or oh you just gotta you know spend time together you know however long it's gonna be then you have to buy the ring and plan the wedding okay how do you do that i want to make a book that people can read then go okay well this chapter is where we're currently at okay mm -hmm. what's the next chapter that we're going to experience like what's the next phase of well, this whole thing so so like i said i've got 20 chapters 20 chapters and in my book, you don't even meet her parents until chapter 14. By the time you're 13... meeting the parents, you're already thinking of buying the ring. Right. So you've put 13 other milestones between you and this person before you even meet the parents. Mm -hmm. And I tackle all kinds of issues. I tackle your first fight. I tackle sex. I tackle, you know, the first time I say I love you. You know, dates. I take a very interesting approach on dates. I say this, you can go out to eat and it doesn't have to be a date. Mm -hmm. You need to bring back dates as being this really intimate one-on-one -on -one experience where you do something special for a date where she will remember that. That already sounds much better than a lot of the... Now, granted, I haven't read any of those books because uh, I don't need to. But uh, not just joking. But the majority of what I see about PUA is just 95% how to approach her, get her into the, the sheets. bed. Yeah, the sheets. And then after that, just, oh, you want to maintain that? Okay, here's the rest five, uh, remaining 5% of the book, right? Right. Yeah. Which right. is, Cause... like, fine if you want to do that, mm -hmm. right? But for, like, those, those uh, few that are looking for, like, a lasting relationship, that doesn't seem to be as much. I'm not saying there aren't any resources out there. But as much as the whole, like, hey, do you want to be a player? Do you want to be like, you know? Right. Uh, well, because we live in a society that tells men that that's what they need to be. That that's a power. 
men, and men that's, put that's emphasis what's like on the power. biggest value i i've heard like a bunch of personalities online even talk about so it's like how do you value uh a woman right oh like she's hot nobody looks at oh uh what does she what is she doing with her degree what is she doing with her right. life right like a girl can right. be quote unquote a bum right but like oh but look how hot she is the, this guy's lucky to have her right whereas with a girl right, right the guy might be good looking but they don't ask like the follow-up questions right mm-hmm. which won't right. happen for like a woman it's like okay Okay, he's cute. How much money like, does he how make? How much does he make? How much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Whereas, like, if, if, like, um, let's say, uh, if ah Han was, uh, you know, single, like, and he's, like, dating, like, somebody that looks like a supermodel, you're not going to be, whoa, 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 whoa. Is he a lucky guy, though? How much does she make? Is she educated? Is she smart? Mm-hmm. Does she, is she treat him right? It's like, no, no, no. If she's hot, he's a lucky guy, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's hey, what the counterpoint right. is. So, like I say, I devote an entire chapter to what I call getting to know her. Yep. And so what that is, that getting to know her is exactly what you're talking about. Any guy can meet a girl, talk to her, develop a relationship and tell her you, oh, her favorite color is this. Oh, her favorite movie is this. I got one better for you. It's her two-year plan. Where does she see yourself? What's her childhood dream? Yeah. What's her childhood dream? If she could do anything, if she got a million dollars, what would she spend it on? What is her religious her, you know, personal views, because here's on the personal everything. views, politicals, because here's the deal. You can have differing views. How you handle those differences can also say stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I say with the example using of my, myself and Han, you have very similar core values, but, uh, but some of our more branching branch out differently. How we handle that and how we operate that speak volumes to how the relationship is and even on the opposite side you could have like people who have like the same conclusion that they come to how the world ought to function but from wildly different like starting points absolutely yeah your core but, values but here, can be completely but here's the different thing. right but if you know that going into it it's going to help in the long run it's important my wife and i one of the first things we talked about when we talked about getting married was children mm-hmm Oh, how we're going to raise kids because our parenting styles are vastly different because we understand the other's style we can therefore work with that. We well, understand that if you ask those like core questions, you have like, to uh, ask those questions. Like, uh, yeah. If you know the core, the source of like this person believes in, let's say, um, I'm going to go very fundamental here just to give an example because I know if that person like believes in like consequentialism, right? Then they believe like, hey, you are a, you know, if they, they're like a consequentialist, you will be able to like predict what they'll think about X, Y, Z, right? If you know their core values, you're not, if you know just like the outcomes, it's like, hey, do you like this movie? Do you uh, like believe, you know, the minimum wage should be increased, blah, 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 blah. If you know the conclusions, it's like, okay, that's nice to have, but if you don't know their act, like their axioms, their core values, right? You won't be, you don't have enough to predict necessarily what they will think of like the next issue or right. uh, whether in society or in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've heard, I've heard it said, put this way one time and I thought it was brilliant. This, you are dating a girl. That is the equivalent of getting a master's degree in that woman. Or that person, because I'm writing this book. I, I talk, I, I keep saying woman, her, this. It can be applied like, to dudes, book, too. Yeah, I want this book to be applicable on both sides. It's for men trying to, to find this. a high-value partner, regardless Spouse. of the sex yeah, of the Yeah, a high-partner value. Correct. High-value. So, correct. And so I keep going back to the her thing, because from my experience, I draw more from that. But I've also made sure I'm not writing it to where I isolate the other end. Mm-hmm. Because many of the, the same end, steps, this is, many of the same right, steps are right. applicable to people Both who are sides. seeking a man seeking a woman partner or man seeking a male partner. Right. I, I'm trying to write it more down the middle and more factual, applicable and a lot to less. Both. Right. Whereas, I'm not trying to delve into the psychology as much on. Well, this is how a different thinks. a Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna you you should have a base understanding of that. But I'll, and I'm gonna quote another author here when I talk about it. For example, there's a book called The Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. If you've not read it and you're in a relationship, it is definitely worth reading. I've heard because of it helps you. Like everybody has their own love language kind of thing, right? 
So the idea it's very much is, correct. it is you will receive love a certain way. Your partner will receive love in a certain way. So I receive words of affirmation is how I receive love. I like to know that my efforts are being appreciated. Whereas my wife could care less if I tell her, hey, great job. I appreciate that. I heard the concept more... like some people do it for gifts, other people do it for physical touch, other people for, Correct. for words. Correct. Right? Everybody has like a different Yeah. So way like of for me, it, the big thing the big thing for me is like, do they I say something. I will say something one time and it's like, do they listen? And it's like, whoa, you listen to what I say and then do it. Absolutely. That is a right. big impression on me. Right. And then like with my wife, my wife is more a quality time. Her favorite time is just her and I sitting on the couch watching a show together. That is that is that is the peak everything for her. So I know that. So what I've learned to do is go out of my comfort zone and make sure that I allot a certain time every night for just her and I. I know that's what she loves. I know that's where she experiences love. I wouldn't know that unless I put in the effort to know that. It's real so easy in a relationship to become self-centered and self-serving. Well, that's a well, lot of times how relationships sort of write down. That's the, the exactly whole, how they like, break book. down. What were you saying? Uh, so what like inspired you to uh, uh, write this book? Just so, so, oh, like, you wrote that hey, back I, in I, college, funny story. right? Yes. So funny stories. I wrote this back in college on a spiral notebook, and it actually got passed around campus and became a legend on campus. Whoa. It's like some Ned's declassified here. Uh, Literally, actually. So. Basically. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it was written on a spiral notebook. I never put my name on it, but it would be passed through the male dorms, and men would read it, and it would change lives. It would have men who had no shot of ever being with a girl. Okay, I was well, telling you to peer review this. Damn it, yeah. you didn't tell me this was already peer-reviewed. He, well, Ooh. so here's the thing. You have to understand that first version is lost to time. Oh, oh yeah. There's no something where happened it where it got lost, belongings. It's it's a whole thing. Uh, so, somebody didn't so pass it forward. Yeah, but the information is still in here. And I think in a lot of ways, oh. not having the original draft as a crutch and taking all the information right. you've learned over being married all these years right. and right. talking to all right. these other people has helped expand yeah. upon it in a lot of ways. Because you got to remember, I wrote this, initially I wrote this one or two months into being with my wife as far as dating. Which was eight years ago, right? Right. It was eight years ago and two kids ago. Your, so, your wife, then girlfriend. Yeah. So he wife, had just girlfriend. started dating her two months in. He wrote, he started to write this thing. Right. That was I eight had someone years ago. Ask me. I had someone ask me, hey, why is she with you? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> my my wife, because you were talking about the hot and the beautiful thing. The moment I saw my wife, I was struck him with how beautiful she was. I was I was struck him with how beautiful my wife was? And my wife, my wife tells the story all the time of the first time we met. I tried being that cool, you know, slick talker. She just laughed at me, like verbally laughed at me, and got up and walked away. And so I was trying all these mind games with her that I had learned. None of them worked. What finally worked was me sitting down with her one day and saying, hey, I see you're studying for this class. I'm taking that class too. Can we study sometime? We're going, I guess. And slowly, over the course of a year, we finally built a relationship. And it's definitely had its ups and downs for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I will say this, and John Ahan can, can, can agree with this. I grew more as a human being in that time. The man I was eight years ago is dramatically different to the man I am today. The you Better. of then, I would have never decided to become a business partner with. Absolutely. I was hot-headed. I was egotistical. It was all about me. I was very self 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 centered. Mm -hmm. And most people don't know this that know us, but there was a time when my wife and I actually broke up. 
Yeah, your parents didn't even know that until I let the, right. the beans. It slip. wasn't even. It wasn't even until I hit that rock bottom that I realized that as great as I thought I was, you weren't that guy. I wasn't that guy. Oh, that's what I had insane. to do is I had to go back to the to square one and figure out. Okay, she's gonna love me. I need to be someone she can love. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out who am I, and I had to go back to to childhood and starting at childhood had to rebuild who i was i, I talk about that in book the book includes too. that like not just oh, you know, like, this is what you do oh, but also there's a, a little a little bit not too much but a little bit of stories it's like hey this is how i know this and like in a little oh. bit of an anecdote i feel be so, at this point that's all i've got left to add hmm. i've gotten i've gotten my 20 rules my 20 he's paraphrased it all it's not all fully written yet so that's where that's where this will really drive home is when I tell the stories, when I put in my personal stories about how I learned these lessons. I, I hope you do. And it's funny you say that because like this is uh, the saying that I had in mind when you were talking about this is I would talk with a few people that were just like we would reminisce about the different times. It's like, oh, I used to be emo. Oh, I used to be a jock. Oh, like back in high school or whatever the school. Mm-hmm. And they would say like, oh my god, that's so cringe. I never did that. It's like, well, hold on, buddy. What do you think is worse, right? You mm-hmm. looking back and cringing at your former self, or you just thinking still like the same way, right? The reason why you're cringing mm-hmm. back at your older self is because you've grown so much since then. You know more right. comparatively. It's not that you were an idiot back then. It's that compared to yourself now, you're an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like a proof of growth, right? If you mm-hmm. if you look back and uh, I'm just gonna shit on a, uh, like a trope. If you're thinking it's like, oh my God, this music I used to listen to so was terrible, right? That means like your music get t- taste got in your eyes better, right, or more refined, right? If you still mm-hmm. looked at and listened to the album, was like, oh god, like, th- oh, this still zaps. It means you didn't like really necessarily evolve, right? Maybe, w- maybe music is a bad example because some pieces are uh, timeless, right? Right. But if you grew, like, like this is evidence of growth. I'm repeating myself a little bit, and I'm doing a little bit of uh, writing about that in a similar regard. It's just that it's. It's hard to show, like, just like talking about growth because you don't necessarily know what's changed. You just know that, mm-hmm. oh, I used to be like this. Now I'm like this. I don't know what caused this necessarily, right? Because some people would be terrible at uh, explaining how they learned something, how to uh, acquire a skill that they've acquired because they could attribute this. This would be the same case for like esports pros. This would be the case for teachers, right? They would just say, mm-hmm. oh, I learned this, but just like, uh, you know, you just know this intuitively, right? But really, it's not, uh, some things are not intuitive. Some uh, things are a result of a consequence of like a different action or a different event in their life, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get a read on this. You better not tease us and no, just definitely. like nope out. Yeah. No, the plan no, no. is to launch the publishing wing of our company with this book sometime this year. So whenever we decide it's ready to go, we're going to actually get this potentially actually into stores. Uh, we, we, we have our ways at the moment. We, we're not going to go into detail at the moment because we don't have everything set up yet. We have things going on. My goal is to have this on shelves by the end of the year. Oh, oh wow! Well, that's quick. I thought it was like, no, oh, no, no. Oh, it it won't take bad. that. It won't mm. take that long because he's been working. He's he had a completed draft beforehand. He's working on it very attentively, and we have some connections that we can talk about off air to where th- there's a good shot of getting it on shelves. Whether it will sell or not, we have no idea. But we can. Okay, we so can most get of the writing shelves. is already done, kind of thing. The writing so like part said, for his stuff point... is not an issue. My stuff is very different. My stuff is very involved, per se. It would be good yeah. if you could send me some notes on this because uh, the story that I'm working on, uh, and again, I, it's this is terrible because I'm a little bit jealous. Because, John, you can talk about your book and give it away, whereas mine is a story that a bit... You know, there's a lot of realization that happened later on. So I can't say, oh, what happened here? Or why did this person or X, Y, Z uh, happen? 
right? I know the answer in my head, but I'm mm -hmm. thinking it's a bit like a murder mystery. It's, mm -hmm. oh, uh, so who, you know, who kills Roger Rabbit or whatever, right? And it's like, I know, but if I tell you, right, that's yeah. like, there's no point in like reading, reading the book, the story. So yeah, right? with my writings, for example, I have set it up to where I take a very unique approach in how I write it. I consider it like I start with a history books approach. You have a timeline. Certain key events happened and certain characters who are interesting in themselves who would move these events along cause these events to happen. That's the bare bones. That's the skeletal structure of the book. Okay? I have the ending already done. I know what's going to happen at the ending. I know what's going to happen here, 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 and here. What you then do is you make interesting characters to interact with those characters who help move your overall story along, but you still add the flavor, the spices to everything. Like I can't get into at all what I'm doing because my, and RJ can attest to this, there are almost everything that goes on in my book series, if I get into any detail, like beyond the general concept, it's massive spoilers. Yeah. Because it's like we've had we've had three, four hour long conversations discussing one the event world. One event. Yeah. One event. And how intricate just this one event is in regards to this part, to that part. And that's not even going into like specific characters doing specific things. That's just right. the that's just overall view of that of event. An event. Yeah. Yeah, just like, is this going to be a battle? Is this going to be this? Is... No, no, no. Like, the, the what goes that, on like, during that event, the... Yeah, like, structure. this event happens. While this event's happening, what's happening here? Who's doing this? Who's yep. saying this? What's this? What's the implication over here? How does this affect this? Cause, effect. I mean, yeah. It's very See, but you guys are fortunate because you can talk to each other, right? You have this one Absolutely. guy that you can bounce uh -huh. ideas off of. Hence, this is so terrible if you don't have that person. Or it, I have a few people that mm -hmm. I can spoil completely, but the problem is they're not always online because of real life. Yeah, but so the advantage we have, and this is the reason why the two of us coming together for this company is so appealing, is because we are, even though idealistically we're very similar our ways of thinking are incredibly different. Absolutely. Um, in many ways, I come more logical. I, be, I go through things very systematically in some ways. RJ is very much a more reason out the window. Here's how it is. It is this, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But it adds yeah. credency to looking at things from very different viewpoints. Absolutely. Like not not getting into details, but like there was one instance with a particular idea that he had that I that when we talked about it, I was like, not a bad idea, but it's gonna be confusing when this happens. Mm -hmm. So we we would then go, okay, well, how can we tweak your, this idea to fit into the realm we're creating? He wants to create a realm where there's magic, but there isn't magic kind of thing. So I can allude to this. So what takes the main series, and I'm giving stuff away by saying the main series, is <laughs> most magical beings in the era of magic is long gone at this point. Okay? And so there's, it's almost like a mythos. There's a little bit left here and there. So where there is magic, I want it to be very much a focal point. It's, it's, ab it's abnormal, unusual for this series and those characters who have magical abilities or are magic creatures or involved with dealing with those creatures all are very important events in this series mm -hmm. because it's so rare it's what drives the events that occur over this series but then how do you have that in a world where technically magic doesn't exist? It Okay, it's not technically doesn't exist. It's It has been so long since it's been commonplace, it might as well not exist. So, so how, just how do you imagine, set the tone? Hades, just imagine, Hades, four hours of these kind of conversations. 
Oh no, I I would love this, especially again. Yeah. Like I no, Hades loves I this this little like digging into. Everything. No, I would I would yeah. bring out my friends. Like, can we can we talk about my story, please? I need to figure out this thing because yeah, yeah. half of it. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, I can see how your process works as you go back and forth. For me, that's only fifty percent. Fifty percent of it is like I said, going to like geology server and going like, hey guys, so can you actually cool steel without water uh, quickly enough to form my crystalline structure? Well, but, like the most scientific questions ever. And then on the other side, you would go, so how would people react if this? And I would just like bounce the ideas of my friend. If you yeah. if you were in this situation, what would you say? Right, kind of uh, mm -hmm. ideals. Mm -hmm. I would love to do this, but the thing is, is that is. Uh, it's hard to find a person who is just as interested in this as you are, right? Well, because especially like, at your time zone. Yeah. Oh, oh well, that, well, not even that. Not even that. Just, you know, if you're writing your story, you're interested in it. And depending on what kind of story it is, some people may may or may not be interested in talking about it, too. And then on top of that, you have the added layer of difficulty is you have to pick your friends closely because, they can let's say, it. you know... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me and Han can just, uh, you know, or RJ, can, we can talk, like, about... Uh, my story and you can inadvertently i'm not even saying it on purpose like rip off an entire part of this and you know yeah, what i'm right. writing about is just like my little descent from hell mm -hmm. and uh just ha having to explain like what happened and uh i, I also working with uh visual artists mm -hmm. to try to say this because you know a picture is worth a thousand words right mm -hmm. and ideally i'd like right. to express those thousand words through pictures rather than through the actual words because people are going to have different imaginations. I could say a tall mountain with a smokestack at the top and some people were thinking, oh, tall is it's like probably like 200 meters. Other people are thinking of Everest, right? So, yeah. and I'm not very good at being descriptive. So I'd rather just go with the image and then maybe mm -hmm. when working with- You can totally do it that oh, way. You guys. Yeah, so and, and so I mean, it's even more of a storyboard rather than a book. That's yeah. why I don't call it a book. I call it a story always. So the big thing with me and RJ is he will have a financial incentive to keep his mouth shut. But uh, even then, like with my <laughs> That's a good one. writing style, and RJ, you can attest to this, it is so involved. So many mm -hmm. things are happening. But at the same time, the story is very simple. I, I keep, I so am a firm believer in a simple story and extremely complex characters that make you want to come back. Right. Whereas I am, as he said, I am a lot more the, give you a point of reference. My book is going to be like a hundred pages. Mm -hmm. This book will probably be closer to like 400 pages. The entire series is probably going to be 2k pages. Yeah. When it's all said and done, at least. Right. Oh no, it'd be more because we decided to add a book. We did. So it's probably going to be six books now. Yeah. So I guess RJ, you gotta like churn out a few more to make things even, you know. Oh no! So my my the first book for me, the first book for me will probably come out after RJ's gotten two or three books out. Yeah, because after I'm done with the manual, my next book is already on docket, and I'm gonna call it "Listen Here, Son." It's a hundred uh, life lessons taught to me by my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's gonna be simple stuff like kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Measure twice, cut once. Measure twice, cut once. Mm -hmm. Those are all like you know those little things that like fathers and grandfathers usually tell you. That as you get older, you're like, that's what that meant. That so definitely sounds like kidding. a lot more positive for like a role model sort of thing or advice. Because, that's what know, he's trying to you'd, build. You'd have Andrew Tate right. on one side and then you'd have something like, there's this channel I would subscribe to. It was, it blew up. Um, you might have heard of this. It was Dad, How Do I? Yeah. And it's just yes. this. Yeah. It just that's is, the yeah, idea. like this is the vibe I'm getting from like all your books. Yeah. It's that's just the like idea. sage fatherly advice kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I want that book to be for people who don't have a father. Or father figure. Do whatever. Yeah, a father figure. A parental proper parental figure parental father right because i've been very fortunate that i've been able to have a father who taught me how to change a tire how to make a fire you know how to tie a tie all those basic things that as a guy how to shave stuff like that not everybody had that yep so if my book can help supplement that i think that that's a win oh oh definitely especially now because you have uh and i'm I'm skirting, but I'm not getting into the politics here. You have a lot of like uh, polit uh, not, not political pundits. I almost said there's that. a lot of men. 
who are politically, emotionally estranged in society today, especially mm -hmm. young men. They don't have a grouping. They're being told you cannot like you you cannot be a man to succeed. So they flock to Andrew Tate, but Andrew Tate is false gold. So what yeah, we it's are not even just Andrew Tate. You have Jordan Jordan Peterson. You have uh, like Jordan QA artists, a little better than Tate, but, but that's beside the point. Oh well, yeah, comparatively, sure. Yeah. Well, infinitely better. Um, what we're trying to put out here is another facet point where we can have people be able to draw in and positive influence and then build themselves up into high quality individuals right. for not only themselves, but society as a whole, because they're kind of being left behind in the current mantra as we're seeing it. Right. Because the problem is today's landscape, we've got a pendulum. Mm -hmm. We have swung so far this way or so far that way. Our true manhood actually lies in the middle. Yes. That's kind yeah, of what I'm, what I'm trying too. to teach. Yeah, I was about to say too that uh, this is like very much an a bit like with the Tate and uh, Peterson characters, they're a bit like of a uh, overcorrection in some parts yes, to the whole. Absolutely. Because like, if if you're like a you know young man, what are you gonna hear from like the quote unquote the mainstream without those characters? It's like oh like you know treat women uh, well, you know don't be a chauvinist, don't be this right. Like there's a very much a lot of there's very much a lot of talking down. Like, I don't have the specific examples in my head, but it's like a lot of talking down to, like, young disenfranchised men. It's like, oh, you you know, you if you're, like, less than six foot, you know, just, like, uh, you're not Forget worth it. dating, stuff like that. There's there's a, there's a lot of, like, bringing men down. And mm -hmm. they there's no... There was, be, before the, uh, the trend of these uh, personalities, not a lot, if any, like, positive role models to look into. Right. And they filled this gap. So... The, uh, a lot exactly. of people just look at them and think like why would you follow like Andrew Tate why would you follow George, uh, Jordan Peterson why would you follow uh, Sneeko or any of those people right well it's because well, what other positive figures are there right Correct. like well, what like Arnold from Terminator or whatever like just there's a vacuum in this space right? and we're, we're trying to, to yeah, and they filled it and this is nothing kind of yeah idea. we've there's been there's there's been a vacuum in, in manhood that's been created and unfortunately men like Andrew Tate have filled it yep incorrectly so he well his influence is probably going to wane just because of how things are going. And so this is a prime yeah. opportunity to take very downtrodden individuals and just be like, we're not telling you anything. We're just here right. offering you this. If you don't want it, you have a nice day. Yeah. It's not going to bother us. Because ultimately, ultimately, the point of my book is this. There is no such thing as typical manhood. Yes. Being a man can look different each person quote unquote but there's still a base idea base idea is that true man means that you are comfortable with who you are and you are willing to stand your ground for your convictions that's what being a man is well, that's okay i can't get behind yeah i say yeah I I want to thank you, Hades, so much for coming on. You said you wanted to plug your socials. What do you got for us? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I tried to um, get some stuff done live and curated. So if you just want to see me rant, it's uh, at VT underscore Hades. Same for Twitch, VT underscore Hades. And uh, on YouTube, they actually added a nice little feature. You could put at and then a username. It will pop up. Yep. And I do like the gaming. Uh, I do a lot of uh, advice to people whether it's live and I also do I'm starting to get into curated content to talk about uh, uh, things kind of like what we talk about right now relationships life advice uh, just a general like logical thinking and trying to interpret the world around you correctly so that you can form your own conclusions correctly based on evidence yeah I thank you so much for coming on this has been the unapologetic media podcast you can find us on YouTube Spotify and all podcast platforms Thank you so much for watching and have a great day.